Blog Talk Radio. Selfish, yeah, I know. But you got the kind of love that makes me want it all. You 
friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time. That digs on me. Uh. She killed me, mom. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head. With a baby Louis Vuitton under her underarm She said, I can tell you rock, I can tell by your charm Fars girls, you gotta flock, I can tell by your charm and your arm But I'm looking for the one, have you seen her? My psychic told me she have an ass like Serena Trina, Gina, for Lopez, four kids And I gotta take all they badass to show this Okay, get your kids, but then they got their friends I pulled up in the bins, they all got a bin We all went to den, and then I had to pay If you fucking with this girl, then you better be paid You know why? Take too much to touch her From what I heard, she got a baby by Buster My best friend said she used to fuck with Usher I don't care what none of y'all say, I still love her Now I ain't saying she a gold digger uh, But she ain't messing with no broke niggas uh, Now I ain't saying she a gold digger uh, But she ain't messing with no broke niggas uh, Get down, girl, gon' head, get down Get down, girl, gon' head, get down Get down, girl, gon' head, get down Get down, girl, gon' head One of your kids got you for 18 years I know somebody paying child support for one of his kids His baby mama car crib is bigger than his You would see him on TV any given Sunday When the Super Bowl and drive off in a Hyundai She was supposed to buy your shorty Tyco with your money She went to the doctor got Lyco with your money She walk around looking like Michael with your money Should've got that insured Geico for your money Money If you ain't no punk, holla, we want prenup We want prenup, yeah It's something that you need to have Cause when she leave your ass, she gon' leave with half 18 years, 18 years And on her 18th birthday, found out it wasn't his Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, uh But she ain't messing with no broke niggas, uh Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, uh But she ain't messing with no broke niggas, uh Get down, girl, gon' head, get down, uh Get down, girl, gon' head, get down You don't want a dude to smoke, but he can't buy weed. You go out to eat, you can't pay, y'all can't leave. It's just as in the back, you gotta roll up your sleeves. But while y'all washing, watch him. He gon' make it to a beans out of that toxin. He got that ambition, baby. Look at his eyes. This week he mopping floors, next week is a surprise. So, stick by his side. I know his dude's ballin' and yeah, that's nice. And they gon' keep calling and trying, but you stay right, girl. And when he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. Get down, girl. Girl, gon' head get down. Get down, girl, gon' head get down. Get down, girl, gon' head get down. Get down, girl, gon' head. Let me hear that back. My Art Hotel, Grand Rising, and Better Love. You are listening to Dr. Robert X Form by way of Truth to Power. I'm Beverly, and we are listening to Dr. Robert X Research. Dr. X, how are you doing this evening? Hotel, Sister Bear, Hotel family. I'm doing fine. How about you, Bear? Great. Good, good, great, great. Glad to be alive to see all this that's going on here. It's insane, Bear. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And and I just heard that uh, they are easing in some of the migrants coming probably from where you at the overload. They're easing now. They starting to ease them in to Detroit now. Well, if the politicians in Detroit allow it. Right, and the people. And the people allow for the politicians to do it. Yeah. They will. So, uh, you know, I always come back to the responsibility is ultimately on the people. Yes, it is. You may not get everything you pay for, but you're going to pay for everything you get. Check this out, Bear. Mm-hmm. 4,000 people in New York who had been previously removed from their jobs, and I'm assuming that it was for fake COVID, where mm-hmm. they told New York that they had to hire them back. Well, they're giving those jobs to illegals mm-hmm. and telling people to go kick rocks. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Forget about uh, orange man court cases with this deranged crazy woman. Forget about that. Because everybody can see that's insane on his face. Okay? But now it's starting to hit people where it hurts. Okay? And that's with your pocketbook and your children. Yeah, and that both of them, they they haven't disguised the fact that they want to tax the hell out of you to the point that eighty percent of what you make go to the government, and that's just a temporary condition. Okay, uh, but things are changing. People are really, really piss off and it don't it doesn't matter what the media mainstream media says uh because they're going to lie incessantly is what they do but i i detect just an overwhelming sense of let's do this thing now because we're getting ready to get rid of almost all the asses that's what I feel, Bev. And it's not mm-hmm. local. It's international. Exactly. Some, of the things, some of the things that we've been saying here since 2016, since that Economist magazine cover, which, by the way, I'm going to have to go back in my emails and look for because I don't seem to be able to find that cover online anymore. All right, Planet Trump, that's the name of the article using those tarot cards. If you look at what's going on uh, in white world, I'm talking globally, you will see major revolts going on everywhere. And the only response that these fake governments, uh, uh, the only response that they have 
is to try to create wars all over the place. That's what you see going on now. It's insane. But, but, but those people that serve this thing, as far as I'm concerned, they deserve what they get. And I'm not making no excuses for them. Nobody. Uh, that's why we entitled this forum, Bev, 2024. Metaphysical finality of the black feminine infinity. Okay? It, Bev, I have literally heard people, <laughs> besides that we played last week mm-hmm. or was it week last uh, where Fanny was in the black church and she said oh, black women pretty much shouldn't have to pull the weight of the Democratic Party. Well, if you put yourself up under the weight, you better learn how to handle it. Otherwise, it will crush you. I expect some crushing to be going on this entire year. Again, it's already started. Uh, don't be surprised, Sister Bear family, mm-hmm. if he is the next one to bite the dust. It's who? You, who you say? This is the next one. Don't be surprised if Joy Reid is the next one to bite oh, the dust. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because her lies are over the top. And she has, she doesn't have the kind of acumen that allows for her to see beyond what's directly in front of her. Because, you know, a lot of the the people around entertainment in Hollywood said people sold they sold to the devil. Well, you don't have to look very far to see that that's exactly what Joy Reid uh, <laughs> has done. Because here's a woman that's supposed to be super black, but she's sitting up there with a blonde short wig on. And you have to ask yourself, does she really know how stupid she looks? Sitting up there with all them white people, talking about white people with a blonde wig on her head. She could at least get an Afro wig or something, get a puff and put it up there. <laughs> Anything. Look <laughs> there. To show you that there's some major changes going on in the atmosphere, Snoop Dogg came out and apologized to Trump publicly. Well, he finally, his ass is open now. No, something else is going on. He's not the only one. Okay? Uh, other people. Uh, 
including this idiot. Oh, what's his name? Little Jewish boy that uh, got a big mouth, big nasty mouth, uh, curses like a sailor, Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Okay, I can't think of anything, any movie or anything that he was in. Uh, I know of one. I think uh, Do the Right Thing, I think he was in that. I think. Uh, well, maybe, maybe somebody in the chat room might know who you're talking about. You, you know him. You know him. He looks like an albino. Okay, but he's Jewish. Oh, uh, um, dang. He a rapper. I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, Michael Rappaport. Oh, yeah. That's his name? Yeah, that's his name, Michael Rappaport. He, he, claims, he claims to be a comedian. Oh. But he's I gotta angry. I mean, he has uh, obviously severe emotional problems. And they they aren't the only two. I'm just using them, too, as an example. You might recall when Snoop Dogg did the video shortly after Orange Man got elected where he had Orange Man in clown makeup, and he he held a fake gun like he was shooting the president. Now... If you did that today with Joe Biden, the FBI will come to your house and they will lock you up and charge you with attempted murder or conspiracy to commit murder. Orange man didn't say or do anything. It's like when the uh, the queen of Kabbalah made a speech in front of the White House where she said she dreamed about blowing up the building. Okay? Who was that that woman who had Trump head cut off and all the blood dripping? Yeah. All of them. If that was done to Joe Biden they will be charging people with attempted murder or conspiracy to commit murder simply by saying, if you say you wish he was dead, the FBI will come to your house. Okay? So that just gives you an idea of the level of change that is taking place, and it's beyond a single person uh, there's something in the atmosphere. It's like this is a spiritual movement. People that you would think that would never say anything nice about uh, the orange menace uh, are now, it's, it's as if they've resigned to the fact that orange man is going to win the election. Well, I'm hearing a lot of people saying, uh, he been he was telling the truth, you know. They they brought the bought into the propaganda. Now they seeing the the real the real deal. Yeah, well, 
it's, it's, it was obvious. They hurt you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was obvious then. It's just more obvious now because people are forced to take a look based mm-hmm. on the economic conditions that they're in. Yeah. In the meantime, the economy is crashing in slow motion with thousands of people being laid off in almost every sector. Okay? Thousands, not hundreds. Thousands. All right? And these people are still running around saying that the economy is doing just fine and all the jobs that mm-hmm. they create. So this psychological operation that's being run is basically to keep lying no matter what because they don't have any, what are they going to say? They don't have anything else to say. You can only call people Hitler so many times before that's no longer useful. But not now a lot of people are seeing that they are lying. Where before, you know, I'm just seeing it with my family, how they was giving me a hard time when we was talking about this in 2016 and 17 and so on. Now that their whole attitude has changed. Wow. I remember us talking about it, Bev, and how how angry they would get. Yes. Is it possible that they're using technology to elicit the kind of response I'm talking about in terms of the negativity? Mm -hmm. Is it possible that they were using the technology that we've talked about where they can aim certain frequencies in certain areas, uh, elicit a particular kind of response. I believe that because, I mean, people would just, you would just mention Orange Man or try to explain something to them, and they would just get hostile. They would get angry. And, you know, you don't get that angry just over a conversation or mentioning a person's name. You would think so. Mm-hmm. I, and see, that's what, the reason I bring that up is because the responses from people like Map, Michael Rappaport and Snoop Dogg are not solicited. This is them coming out on their own. Okay? Uh, nobody's making them apologize. They're apologizing because they, I think they realize how big of a damn fool they made of themselves. It hasn't affected Roland Martin. <laughs> and you know what, man? I didn't know. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I didn't. I didn't know this, but I saw a piece uh, with Judge Joe Brown, uh, mm-hmm. him and his co-host, on their program. And, man, I didn't know he had the same opinion of Roland Martin as I do. Mm-hmm. I said, wow. He, yeah, he he on, he on the same frequency. He, he was holding back because he was running from office. Like he say, he mm-hmm. didn't really t- talk now. Well, he, man, you would have thought it was me talking, Bill. Mm-hmm. I was amazed. Okay, but uh, 
it's just a lot of things happening. Uh, day before yesterday, Michelle Obama articles were all over the place. Okay. All right, now, she will be a, I'm, I'll make this little prediction here, since we're still in that mode here at the beginning of 20, mm-hmm. 2024. She will make the pain of black women even a, a more acute. Okay? And, and, and how so? Because she's not going to be able to support the weight of the Democratic Party when the entire world is turning against the Democratic Party. Mm. That 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 ass whooping they get, they don't get, that's they get. That's exactly okay. what's going on. Because everywhere Biden goes, black churches or whatever, he's being confronted by his own constituents who are shouting him down. Everywhere he goes, doesn't matter what state he go to. Okay? So, again, the only thing that these people globally, the only thing that these people have to fall back on is war. I heard somebody mention, Bev, it's like they're listening to the program. I heard somebody say directly, and I know we said this not long ago, that wherever Joe Biden goes, death follows. Oh, I know who said it. It was the uh, lieutenant governor of Texas. He says, wherever Joe Biden goes, death follows. And we put on the table that if you really understand what's taking place in the Democratic Party with the takeover by the Zionists, it is pretty much a de- part of a death culture. But that's not by accident. It's by design based on their belief system. All right? Straight out the town moves. Because they have a callous disregard for everybody that ain't them. That's not my opinion. That's written into their book of laws. And I just wonder, Bev, when I see a little news blurb or something, if I'm watching something and somebody wants to use a news blurb, I just wonder if people see because I certainly see it, that almost all the Congress people that get to run their mouth in these little blurbs are Jewish. I just wonder if anybody else sees it. Um... Another thing, Bev, a few months ago, you might recall, I saw this with this little skinny-ass little, I'm sorry, this skinny little white girl uh, named Taylor Swift. 
I think this was back around November. And we said that all of a sudden she's dealing with this big ugly ass, I'm sorry, this big ugly white boy that played for the Kansas City Chiefs who have had their halo pulled off of them. Uh, I think they're becoming a very hated team, the Kansas City Chiefs, outside of Kansas City. Okay, and it's because of this. Well, we said that there was something unnatural about these two ugly-ass white people being promoted like the king and queen of Siam. Okay, now I don't care what these people do with their lives. But I just thought it was strange that everywhere I went, that's what I was seeing. That's what I was hearing, portrayals of them. And now it's all over the place. They're saying that this is a psychological operation being run by the government to get young people because she's supposed to be popular with young people. Okay? Yeah, she's very popular. And now, I don't... She, and because of her being at the games, they've been really uh, selling out because of her popularity. Well, football hasn't had a problem with sellouts, particularly Kansas City. Okay. Well, they but, well they I wouldn't maybe not sell out, but they've been having more ticket sales because of the young people wanting to come and see there in the audience. Okay, well, again, if I, I don't I don't know how they do that because uh, them damn football tickets cost you an arm and a leg. I'm just being honest, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if young people can afford them tickets, then they shouldn't have any problem uh, buying uh, many of the other things that they want because we ain't talking no 30 or $40 tickets. All right? But the whole point of the whole thing is now it's all over the place that that's a psychological operation to get the young people to to support Biden because they're going to use her popularity to push Biden. Mm-hmm. I could believe that. I remember in 2016, well, it's all over the place now, but we had talked about that back in November because mm-hmm. it wasn't. Okay? If you were watching the Kansas City Chiefs and they was getting their asses handed to them, they was losing a lot of games. But as I said before, sports is so phony, all of it. I don't know how anybody could take it seriously. I certainly don't, okay, because I've learned over the years of watching these people tell me that you don't see what you see. You didn't see that, okay, and it's basically all about distracting people from what else is going on. That's why they put it on Sunday. That's why they put football on Sunday primarily because it has to compete understanding who run it all right uh they put the games on same with the nba 
the Sunday games are always the premium games because they want you away from the churches. I'm talking the men, not the women. They want the men away from the churches. So they blot out Sunday with fake sports events so that they got you sitting in front of that idiot box watching these clowns, okay? Uh, people don't think, don't believe that, that these people are being used for psychological operations. But I know you may recall there that when uh, Hillary Clinton realized that she's losing her ass off, the day before the election, remember she went, I think it was to Michigan or Ohio, Ohio, and she held a free concert for the black people with LeBron James. It was in Cleveland, as a matter of fact, with LeBron James and Beyonce and Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. I saw someone in the chat room was just saying. Yeah. So, you know, they use these people. It's like debate uh, on the end of a fish hook. Mm-hmm. I'm just more attuned to it than the average person because my mind has been in media for so long that I noticed these changes probably before some other people do because I've been monitoring it for so long. Right. So right. I see things that aren't normal. That's not the part of the normal flow. And just like Hillary Clinton, uh, if Joe Biden is in the race and if there's an election, he's going to lose his ass off. If you remove Joe Biden and put in Michelle Obama, she's going to lose her ass off, and she has considerably more ass to lose than Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Okay? The point that I'm making is point that I was making earlier. There's something else going on in the atmosphere that's neutralizing this attempt uh, or this program to get people to react to their stimuli. Okay? Go back to 2016 when they were literally ready to lynch Kanye, (laughs) for just speaking his mind, locked him up in a mental institution. For simply saying that the communist time was up. And that this is a new day. Don't come at my head, Jay-Z. Uh, three or four months later, he, he he's let out the mental institution. He's got a short crop blonde hair. You recall that, Bear? Yeah. In the meantime, his wife is allowed 
to go amongst orange man and never gets any criticism. Do you know what that is? How do, how does that happen? How does he get the criticism but she doesn't? Because remember now, Bear, she was the one that was working on the prison reform, right? Right. So why didn't she get any of that criticism? All right. Um, Kanye runs away from the people that he has the contract with in Balenciaga, stays there, gives interviews, and basically says she's going to wait and see what happens. And as far as I know, she's still with him. With all the pedophilia and bondage stuff that go, that comes along with it. And I remember that because my memory uh, kind of comes to me sometimes in Russian. I remember when people were saying that people like her was trying to be like black women, and that's why they went and got uh, shots for their booty and shots for their lips because they wanted to look like black women. Mm-hmm. But Bab, what I couldn't understand was while all that was going on, black women was going to get the the uh, natural curl taken out their hair and, you know, a lot of the young girls with the straight hair that went all the way down their backs and mm-hmm. so it's like the white women was trying to look like black women and black women were trying to look like white women. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure that out either. Little did I know that that was a precursor to where we are now with this metaphysical finality of black feminine infinity. And even the damn pedophiles and the degenerates, which is what I'll be calling the Democratic Party from here on out, when you hear me refer to the degenerate party, I'm talking about them because that's what they represent, degeneracy. In my opinion, they're proud of it. They just don't feel that uh, having sex with children is a degenerate pursuit. They want it legal. Not hidden. And it's not my opinion. So now you can't be in that party and not know that that's at the forefront of their agenda because the corpse, a dead man, Biden, has been saying it and doing it for three years.
truly amazing to me to see this. All right. Uh, you would have to ask yourself, is, is there something else connected to this uh, predilection? Um, I don't want to call it a fetish because those two terms leave out room because ain't no room left for these people that are pushing the stuff that they're pushing today. They should not be should not be given, nor should they have an escape hatch by simply saying that everybody should be treated fairly. That's not what we're talking about here. Not at all. We are talking about a concerted effort to neutralize the capabilities of heterosexual males and females. They'd rather not see you. And I have to go back again, Bear. This stuff comes at me in in ways like it was Barack Obama who basically started all this stuff. Opened up the door of the closet and let them all out. I said this years ago, and I'm going to say it again. So when they all ran out, he ran in. It didn't stop him from getting exposed. That just happened last year. Okay? But there's a weird sexual thing about all of this. Weird. And when I look at the people who are pushing it, Remember, Bear, we did the piece on who's financing the uh, mutilation of the children. Who's behind this stuff? And when we look behind the curtain, damn if they ain't the wizard. Old Testament billionaires financing this stuff. Now, you can act like you don't see it, Roland Martin, or you don't know, but I have to admit, brother, you always look and act strange to me. And I've never met this dude personally. You look and you act strange. Now, I don't know what they got on you, but I'll just ask the question, is it possible that you've been at some of them uh, Diddy parties? Because remember, Bear, in 2016, this dude couldn't hardly put three sentences together. I'm talking about Diddy. But somehow he found time after Ice Cube came out and was talking about uh, what's in it for my people. 
uh, to support you. You might recall, Bear, that all of a sudden, here comes Diddy, half out of his mind, but he's being given a platform to tell black people to vote for the courts. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. Three years later, his ass is on the run for sexual indiscretions with minors, drunk people, drugged out people, and probably small dogs and cats. I'm going to say this word, Bear, only because it's a it's supposed to be a joke, even though I ain't expecting you to laugh at it. When I say small dogs and cats in terms of P. Diddy, the reason that I'm saying that is because he probably break out into a cold sweat if you say pussy to him. He thinking you're talking about the cat. Because <laughs> he having sex with, with feline and little boys. He ain't interested in that other one. But give him a cat. I'm talking a four-legged cat. (laughs) And he in heaven. So I know, Sister Bear family, with the preoccupation with these people's focus on sex, that you don't have to go very far to ask the question of yourselves, are they using sexual magic? Yeah, just like Crowley did. Yeah. But to what extent? Because you know something, Bear? It's funny that you mentioned Crowley because I was uh I have an article here from Infraction uh and family. Y'all know if you go back a few years ago, uh, yeah, I'd say about four about five or six years ago. We used infraction, that's I N F R A K S H U N dot WordPress dot com. We used it uh, quite a bit because they have very long, detailed articles on that website. And in some cases, they'll have four, five, six, seven parts to an article. So you may end up reading a, a hundred and some pages just for one article because of the different parts to it. But it's an excellent, excellent resource. It's like bibliotechliopides. I couldn't say that word then. I can't get it all out now. Bibliotechliopides, there it is. That's another excellent resource, as well as DeWale, W-H-A-L-E. That's another excellent resource. But I dealt with some of the parts of this particular article or series uh, this is the one I didn't deal with because it didn't 
relate directly to the subject matter that I was dealing with back then. But it does now, and it's entitled Occult Zionism. Occult Zionism. Uh, this is part three. Okay, so Adult Zionism, part three. Magica Sexuality. Magica Sexuality. In the very opening paragraph, Sister Bear, since you mm-hmm. mentioned crowds, here's what they say. Quote, Judaism secretly teaches, as have the occult secret societies throughout the ages, uh, in our time, Hindu tantrism and the OTO, the Auto Temple Orientis. Okay? That's in the opening paragraph. So it's interesting that you mentioned Crowley and sexual magic because he's the origin of the OTO. That we said is uh, part of the foundational structure of much of what you see in the so-called culture today. And I won't go over it again, but you can go and look at it, and you can chart it to see it uh, being expanded upon, pushed into Hollywood, and eventually into the culture, all right, Uh, with people like Tom Cruise and Will Smith and those people all being a part of one of the other protégés of Aleister Crowley, right? Uh, And he created his own school, okay? Uh, Why am I running a blank? I'm doing good here uh, with my memory. Uh, And I'm running a blank on this dude. So it's no accident that you see Will Smith with this dysfunctional family. By the way, who was it? uh, Oh, he was turned out by Quincy Jones, right? Yeah. Just like that's what I I heard. Yeah. Well, I'm going to add a little piece to that. Uh, Quincy Jones probably just made him uh, accept who he was from the beginning because even when he was a rapper, I I can't even fathom that today. Can't see him. Can't see anybody want to hear anything he got to say. But anyway, uh, I think uh, Quincy Jones just basically made him comfortable in an environment that he wanted to be in to begin with because it's as a heterosexual male, if you don't want nobody busting you in your butt, uh, you will do everything within your power to prevent it. Okay? Ain't no amount of money that nobody can give you, you heterosexual, to have them pumping you in your butt. And then to have you become a part of uh, 
of people pumping you in your butt. No, in other words, he was that before he even got close to Quincy Jones. But uh, I was trying to think of the name of that uh, the school there teaches you about the aliens and uh, oh, I got all these people's names in my head. Anyway, it was just, it's just to show a line coming from that. All right, so. Who would have thought that Judaism teaches this stuff, okay? That, and they go on to say this, that the mystic can find redemption through a heroic willingness to do evil for the sake of a subsequent subsequent redemptive ascent to the highest spiritual good. All right, so do as much dirt as you can, and don't worry about it. You get rewarded for doing the dirt. Now, if that ain't the environment that we live in today where people that tell the truth are punished and the liars are, are sent to another level, I don't know what is, man. Okay. Immersion in the lowest of the low thus becomes a path to redemption. That's mind blowing because that's exactly what we keep. Uh oh. Uh, your dog is getting a little uh, a little huff in his voice, huh? You with me, Bear? Yeah, I just mute myself so he won't. Yeah, he coming out that puppy stage. You're going into that dog stage. Yeah. He got he a little began, bass now. Yeah, he began to hear his own bark, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. But that's, that paragraph accurately describes where we are. Okay? And this article was basically penned by this historian named Michael Hoffman. Uh, I think he summed this particular part up perfectly. All right, because now I don't know anything about Taylor Swift. Never seen her except for on, you know, little bits and pieces because uh, I don't watch football games. I watch the highlights of foot, football games. But I can't remember the last time I watched a football game. Uh Super Bowl, I don't even go near. Not even remotely. Okay? 
And I know, because I have friends, and they'll be having Super Bowl parties and all this kind of stuff. And I say, well, wait a minute. As a kid, I grew up, I watched football. I can go back to damn near the origin of the Super Bowl. And I never saw this kind of stuff with these giant Super Bowl parties and all this kind of stuff around a game that's as phony as the day is long. That's at least 12 hours. But all of a sudden, here we are. Uh, And it's sad because these things used to be for children. Football, baseball, basketball. It was for children. Well, it's far from that now. It has global ambitions, all right, to go beyond football. And I would guess now for the past 10 years, they've had these things, these sexual things called halftime shows. And the halftime shows have pretty much become tributes to sex and Satanism. And every year, the halftime show is dissected, right, for people to tell you about all the satanic stuff that's in them. And I know for people who like that stuff, they don't want to hear that that's part of the game. Well, that's what's bringing the money in. Truth be told, TV and advertising. That's where the money comes from. So if they're going to give you a steady diet of sex, so I don't know who's going to be there this year, and it really doesn't matter to me. But I wouldn't be surprised if they had Sexy Red doing something up there. Because they didn't have Beyonce and who was it, uh, one of them that uh, had to fake, she was riding a goat or something like that. Uh, man, it's just been all kind of stuff, but it's all sexual. Okay, it's all sexual at the halftime. Now, we can go back and people can say, well, you know, they've always sold sex. They had to have some kind of decorum when they sold it to you. You see, it had to be packaged in a certain way. Oh, we got to... A Diddy protege. Thank you, family. We got a Diddy protege this year doing the hat. Usher. I wouldn't be surprised if he came out with a dress on.
Honestly, family. <laughs> Again, sometimes I wonder, am I the only one that's seeing this stuff? Until recently, I didn't know if Usher was still making music because I don't know anything about Usher until this year or late last year when the whole stuff with P. Diddy. I did, I, as I said then, I didn't know anything about Usher and P. Diddy because I don't travel in those circles. So much of this stuff outside of the uh, uh, reckless behavior that these people exhibit uh, and the mindless dribble that they give you, I didn't know anything about no Usher. But I find it interesting that he's uh, uh, doing the halftime thing this year and all this stuff is exploding about him and Diddy. Maybe I'm the only one that didn't know. I just know some things. When it comes to the entertainment industry, I just know based on my years of research into it that it's a one-way trip to nowhere. And I didn't have to know uh all of the nuances of the entertainment industry. I knew many of the people that controlled it, and I know what they were into. Again, this ain't just started. Uh, Earl Flynn was a died in the wool. I don't want nothing past 15 or 16 pedophile. All right. I knew about all the Hollywood stars that were lesbians and and homosexuals, and they were out here fronting. Okay. So I already knew about all that stuff. I just didn't know how the black people fit in it. Are they willing? Well, now it looks like they're more than willing to participate as long as they get paid. And that mindset, that philosophy, apparently extends into the political arena. All right? Because I can't tell you and you never hear me all these years. I criticize black politicians as a group for their failure to express the concerns of black people. Unless they were just overboard with it, personally targeted a specific politician that, that was black, it was them as a group. But now I see, and we should all see, the level of degeneracy that these people will stoop to, right? Because, again, 
most of them appear to be gay, bisexual, and I don't know what bisexuality really is. I always said a bisexual ain't nothing but a mixed-up homosexual. Okay, that's my definition for them. But can you imagine, Bev, family, with Michelle Obama running for president and Barack Obama has been outed recently as being a bisexual by his own admission, dreaming about sleeping with men and all this stuff. Can you imagine that? When that was the primary reason that people turned on him toward the latter part of his administration in 2016. Start trying to punish people that didn't want to accept LGBT as a part of their normal life. Uh, people just didn't want it. And then when he's going to penalize school systems for uh, not promoting it. Okay? One little boys go into little girls' bathrooms and all this kind of stuff. As much as I dislike Bush, he wouldn't go that far. Before him, Clinton tried. All right? He went and got that big, uh, gigantic lesbian attorney general, Janet Reno. Hillary had lesbians all around her. Okay, but even Bush, uh, the retard, even he wouldn't go that far. Obama comes in and he just opens up the closet door. So I'm merely saying all that to point to The sexual fanaticism that's running rampant, and that's what it is. That's why you see, Tutmos, the hip-hop went from killing people to eating this and sucking that. It started out with consciousness. All right? Of course... It's entertainment, so it has a flavor entertainment. Rappers delight. But then came that consciousness phase. They had to get that out of there. Okay? So what they come with? The dope. Then after they got through with the dope, they came with the killing. All right? So now they they threw with the killing. Now they went to the sex. And it ain't subtle. So now all this stuff in bed, I heard that it's even more blatant. You don't hear about it because you're not there. But I I understand that it's even more blatant in Britain. 
Now, that's why a whole lot of that homosexual stuff come from. Yeah, I mean, I even... Yeah, it was it was uh, taboo, but it didn't stop all of those homosexual males from engaging in it. It was ritualized in a lot of different areas, okay? If you wanted to be recognized as this or that, you had to spread your cheeks, stated earlier. This stuff is all throughout. Uh, man, I because I don't I don't really want to beat up on these people, <clears throat> but man, I don't have a whole lot of choice. <laughs> this is all in so-called Jewish oral traditions that they otherwise call the Talmud. They just put whatever in there that they want to put in there. And make it reality. And that's why, Brother Mike, we got to be real careful about blaming the young people for coming up pregnant when they're being taught in the fifth and sixth, actually not the fifth and sixth grade, at six and seven-year-olds how to use dildos and all this kind of stuff. Now, I got this. Here's a question for the family. If if you want to answer it in the chat, Bev, let me know. Uh, do you recall at the age of seven years old somebody teaching you about dildos and and how to have sex with uh, the opposite sex? Contrast that with the school systems teaching that to seven-year-olds. Because I can't even picture that in my mind. I don't know how that becomes such an important topic at seven and eight years old. You in the third grade, at best, at best, you can think that you won the lottery because you've been able to fill a little girl's booty or something. I mean, we were managed little young boys back in them days. So, yeah, we would chase the little girl. I don't know what the hell you're going to do with them if you caught them at eight years old. Pull their hair. Yeah, and that that was because, babe, you generally had a crush on them little girls that you were chasing. Exactly. That's what they would do when they catch them. They pull their hair. Exactly, babe. But it wasn't anything malicious. We weren't, you know. No. Because you don't know what the hell to do with them if you catch them. So that's why you. you pull their hair. But now they're giving them a crash course, anal intercourse, and everything else that come with it. And look at you like there's something wrong with you if you object to it. 
And you may not see it, family, but if we survive what these people are trying to do, the Obama administration will be the historical uh, point of the degeneracy movement in this country. That will be the beginning of it. Because, again, go back to eight years under the retard, and you really didn't see any of this. It was there, but it was hidden. Okay? So that's the historical context uh, in which Barack Obama will be viewed because as this stuff is removed and looked at uh, around the country, because that's what's going on now, he will become the focal point for it. All right? So uh, that's where we are. Occult Zionism, with sex being a major component theology. Let me say Zionist theology, because they don't believe the Old Testament. All right? Uh, That's why they put so much stock into the Talmud, because is theirs, and they can change it anytime they get ready. They can add stuff to it uh, at their discretion and make it stick. Here's what they say in this article. Oh, another major component to this is the tarot. All right? And, of course, The Kabbalah is also a major part of this, which is why you saw, particularly in the early 80s, so many entertainers from Oprah Winfrey to Madonna to too many to even have to rename again, all practicing Kabbalah, wearing Kabbalah bands and all this kind of stuff. And while uh, Oprah was not a sexual uh, object of discussion, a lot of these other people certainly were and are to this day. I mean, Madonna is still trying to act like she's 25 years old, right? Looking like a monster with all of the fake stuff that she had done to her. So let me go back to this article, so, Occult Zionism. Go ahead, Ben. Occult, is that, is that where you got it from? Or is that the name of the article? Where, where, where do you get it? Article, I spelled out the name letter by letter and even talked about the website so you'll know what you're going to be in for when you go there. Don't go there and think you're going to read no one-page article. Okay. It's called Infraction. I-N-F-R-A-K-S-H-U-N dot WordPress dot com. That's the website. Okay. 
the article is Occult Zionism 3, Magica Sexualis. Okay, it's one of my favorite websites. Because you can get the details. That's why they aren't two and three page articles. So don't go there looking for that because you're not going to find it. Be prepared to do some serious reading when you go to that website. All right? Now, they go on in this article to say this. Superstition, pagan inversions, and various forms of black magic comprise the core of Judaism's oral tradition. Now, that's cold. Let me read that again, because I don't want this to get lost on the family. When you look at these people uh, who practice this stuff, act like they're paragons of virtue, and that their way is the only way. Because, see, this would allow for you genocide on people. Family. When you have this kind of attitude. All right? Uh, superstition, pagan inversions, and various forms of black magic comprise the core of Judaism's oral tradition displacing the older Palestinian Talmud, the Babylonian Talmud remains a foundational pillar of rabbinical study and discourse, as influential now as it was at its inception in Babylon over 1,800 years ago. In his magnum opus, Judaism Discovered, Michael Hoffman draws our attention to the prominence of sex magic in the Talmud, which was so much a part of the Babylonian religion. The Kabbalah, Kabbalah, that's with a K, the Kabbalah laid the groundwork with abstruse mystical expositions offering windows into mystical conjunctions alchemical formula, and the evolution of necromancy, and the evolution of necromancy. Bill, do you know what necromancy means? No, no. Tell a family in the chat room so that everybody can see it that go to the chat room. Because see, that dude who was the comedian in Britain that was given a knighthood and was the best friend of so-called Prince Charles, mm -hmm. that's what he was into. Mm. Necromancy. This also includes raising the Is, dead. Somebody say wizard of magic, w wizard or magic. Magician, a wizard or a magician. Is that what that is? Let me spell it because they may not have understood what I said. N-E, necro. 
that right there should tell you everything that you need to know about that word. Necromancy, M-A-N-C-Y. You got it, Bill? Mm. I wrote it down. I'm looking it up now because I still ain't getting it. Okay. Necro. They got necro. Necro. Dead. Oh, they into dead, dead folks. No, pull it up, Bear. Now it's saying um, it's the practice of magic involving communication with the dead by summoning their spirit. Okay, that's one definition. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Oh, let's see. They talking about fortune tellers, black magic, witchcraft. Um, I I know that the the, uh, the definitions of words have gotten really really bad. Cause mm-hmm. to, of course, we we've, we've gone through all that, so the family is very much aware. If you got to really learn how to read between lines now when you when you're doing your work because they're trying to change the meaning of an entire cultural template okay they have to because and you can see for example orange man was a victim of this People that go to court get caught up in the so-called criminal justice system today. They're victims of this raping of the language. Now, I'm not an advocate for English. It's just something I speak based on the cultural norm in the society that we live in. But I think that uh, every culture has their norms based on their language. And the problem with this thing is it changes from day to day based on what they need at the time. So you get caught up in the court system today and you have to go to court and you thinking you're going to uh, uh, court and your lawyers, it's because that's what a lawyer's job is. A lawyer's uh, his bread and butter is the manipulation of the language through understanding it. Those that are are experts at manipulating the language make the best lawyers. Okay? So that's important to know today because they can make a horse a duck. Y'all think I'm kidding? Remember when the Supreme Court justice couldn't even tell you what a woman was? Y'all think that's by accident? No. But we've gone through all that to show you how important the language is. Super important. 
Hey, did you say something bad? Mm-mm. I ain't say nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's super important. Did you did you find out the other definition of necromancy? Well, no, they talking about how they've using it. People use it, uh, you know, with the moon and and at midnight, and they use the weather. And... And language. Let me see if somebody in the chat room predict the future alchemy, communicating with the dead. That's what they're saying in the in the chat room. That's what I'm seeing. Yes. Yes, that's that's close enough. But for these people, they use necromancy in rich, in sexual rich. Mm-hmm. So have sex with the dead is not an uncommon thing. People like Jeffrey Dahmer would would be considered a high priest amongst these people. Okay, remember the ninth circle. Remember all the children who are in, or used in sexual rituals? Right. Part of that sexual ritualization is the murder of the children. Going so far as to have sex with the corpses. This this is not new. This is old stuff. This is what we're dealing with. Um uh, Adrenochrome is a byproduct of this rich these rituals. It's a byproduct. So if the establishment are into adrenochrome, then you better damn well believe that they're engaged in sexual magic. Eyes wide shut. Well, why is sex so important in its relationship to magic? That should tell you that unlike this culture that we live in, there are other major components to sex besides the uh, life force, which should make you think twice about it anyway, but we don't because of the culture that we live in. Okay, what what else is there about sex that's so important? Remember, it, it's the uh, uh, the coming together or the creation of the Trinity. All right, the God force is the creation of children. All right? So people have engaged in this stuff for a long, long time. And I find it interesting that uh, it pretty much crosses uh, Western cultural 
uh, religious template. All right. So now they done took this thing back to Babylon 1,800 years ago. And I dare say uh, it was practiced even before then, perhaps not to the extent that these people, when these Hyksos come on the scene, they just really go crazy with it, okay? But they go on in this article to say, in his magnum opus, Judaism Discovered, Michael Hoffman draws our attention to the prominence of magical sexualis or sex magic in the Talmud, which was so much a part of the Babylonian religion. The Kabbalah laid the groundwork with abstruse mystical expositions offering windows into mystical conjunctions, chemical formula, alchemical formula, family. A byproduct of alchemical formula, which would be called... Uh, the Rosetta Stone in terms of uh, the changes that that can occur in humanity from an alchemical perspective, thinking, can change your biology. Okay? Uh, so they say the Kabbalah laid the groundwork with a truth mystical exposition offering windows into mystical conjunctions, our chemical formula, and the evolution of necromancy. What does necromancy mean again, Bear? Talking to, talk, talking to the dead, having sex yes. with the dead also. Yes. They say this also includes raising the dead. Demonic invocation, psychic spells to cause harm upon their enemies, creation of the homunculus or golem, the development of thaumaturgy, which is the manipulation of matter, again, uh, referencing uh, alchemy. And we went through alchemy extensively a few years back, too, family. I would say about six years ago, maybe seven. Okay. Man, time flies, Bear. Yes, it do. It's got to be at least seven years because it seemed like yesterday when we were doing Planet Trump. That was in 2016. We in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Okay. So that's seven, eight years ago by itself. But we were deep into alchemy. You go back during that time span, eight, nine, ten years ago, and you'll find find us digging into that. Okay? And, of course, when you're talking about creating golems or homunculus, uh, didn't we just see that or a representation of that 
with the nasty little white girl that was dancing with Jay-Z and he was at her birthday party and then she got invited to be like an ambassador in Ukraine to teach <laughs> the children? Didn't she get caught sending emails to John Podesta and Podesta having conversations with her? Didn't she get caught and the Clintons got caught with Clinton's lesbian uh, 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 what can I call her? Uh, oh, I forgot this woman's name. But she, uh, she got married to another woman a few years back when all that stuff was being exposed about the Clintons. And she got caught being scolded by Hillary uh, and basically hey, John, she Tom, was, she was Brazil. No, I ain't talking about Donna Brazil. Donna okay. Brazil was Clinton's because she knew him. Donna Brazil is a Democratic Party hack. Okay, who get paid to push the Democratic Party. No, this was one of Clinton's attorneys but she remember Bear, she's the one that apology when Hillary basically uh scolded her by saying she would sacrifice a chicken in the front yard right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I can't think of her name yeah that's all right she was put on trial and lied through her teeth cuz she knew she wasn't going to jail because uh, that was during the Obama administration. Okay? So none of them people were getting prosecuted to any degree. Again, that's why we got where we are, just the foundational structure of this LGBT thing was put in place by Obama. All right. Uh, oh, I almost had a name there. But it just goes to show you how deep this thing goes. Now, I'm waiting for you to give me that woman's name who was in well, charge of the, who was in charge of the spirit cooking that's the head witch in the country. And if I'm not mistaken, her country of origin, where she originally comes from, is Ukraine. Well, Volga Rich or something like that, wasn't it? The witch you talking about? No, she's the head witch in the country. Okay? I, I know who it is. I'm just... I want you to have these names in your head like I got them in mind. <laughs> Maria Ramovic, Bell. Yeah, that's what I said, Vanderbilt or something. I can't. That's what I was saying. I didn't know what her first name was. Maria Ramovic. Mm-hmm. She was performing rituals that would bring into life when she was pouring the blood and semen on the walls and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. that was supposed to or uh, 
part of the ritualization where these fake beings are created from mud called golems. All that's in the Talmud. All right? And, of course, that's what they mean by thaumaturgy, the manipulation of matter. Because you see, Bear family, what they're really doing now is attempting to do that very same thing using artificial methodology. Uh, alchemy was a little different. It was part science religion, but they were separated. Okay? These people are putting that back on the table for all practical purposes. The science is their religion. Okay? That's angels and demons, Bear. <laughs> the Illuminati kills the Pope and then kills his four predecessors, right? Or the people, the four uh, cardinals that were in line to succeed him using earth, wind, fire, and water. Okay? Uh, that was the Illuminati that represented science that was getting back at the church for outlawing science because it basically would basically nullify much of what the church had been teaching. Okay, I'm talking about under Christianity. So that's the beginning of the Illuminati. But no church, no church will tell you that Kundalini uh, doesn't exist. No church uh, that's righteous will tell you that you don't have these seals in your body and that they can open to things that you otherwise wouldn't experience unless you practice an exemplary life, okay? That means you would almost have to live in a perfect society and a perfect culture in order to have your kundalini uh, manifest itself, in order for those things to light, which is what the Orthodox people uh, claim that they are doing. By definition, they're closer to God than you are because they practice what they believe to be the holy word of God written in their uh, religious text. One, one second, family. So you can see how these people, and it doesn't matter which one of which one of the religions. Uh, because, I, again, I find it interesting that the more the orthodoxy, the more resolute the orthodoxy, 
it appears to me that that's where the sexual behavior uh, is the most degenerate. It ain't the average little Catholic out here that believes in the Catholic Church. They're not the ones committing the stuff. It's the damn priest. The people who are supposed to be endowed, you know, with the most knowledge and information on what they claim to be uh, the power that is within their particular religious belief. I still see these rabbis in these tunnels. And you look at their behavior after the tunnels got exposed. And then you you go back just a few short years before that, and you run into the other stuff that a bunch of these same orthodox uh, were engaged in this stuff because they believe in the literal interpretation of their particular religious text. You want to say something, Bear? Mm-mm. I'm not saying I'm listening. So uh, you can see uh, the people who claim to be the closest to the whole God force appear to be the people, uh, I'm talking about in terms of orthodoxy, who are the most dangerous because in many cases, Sister Bev, we have the orthodox branded in in our heads in this culture, so we have a particular view of them based on the indoctrination that we receive in this country, okay? Okay. Nobody would go out here and attack these Orthodox rabbis, right? But you claim yourself to be a dyed-in-the-wool Christian, and, man, they be wanting to tear your eyeballs out. (laughs) This is what we were taught. Anybody that believes in in this religion thing, from a Christian perspective, there's something wrong with you. You got to be out of your mind. This is what this culture has taught, particularly in the last 50 years. All right? Oh, religious fundamentalism. Why? Because they pretty much have an orthodox view of their Christian religious belief system. Right? Uh, the sanctified people. <laughs> I grew up around some sanctified people. Uh, I mean, I didn't grow up around them, but I went places where they were because I had relatives who are part of them. And, uh, man, they would be considered orthodox, all right? But you can see the connection with these people. And and by the way, uh, I thought it was strange that these sanctified people, they were a bunch of women. At least 
I had a Bible study during the week and all this kind of stuff. But uh, they always find time or found time to have sex with each other. Now, I'm a little kid. I'm like five, six years old, and I'm just catching. I'm listening, and I'm watching everything and soaking everything with a sponge. And it don't dawn on me until years later that these women were lesbians. Okay? This is family, my family. All right? But they were women. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I know I probably shouldn't be telling you all this stuff coming up out of my family, but, man, I didn't come <laughs> from no whole family. My family was quite dysfunctional, which is why I had so much to look at and so much to see as a young kid. I was interested in learning, okay? And when I found out uh, later on, 11, 12, 13 years old, now I'm starting to put uh, pieces together, and I'm seeing things that I really shouldn't see. All right? And those kinds of things affect you as you get older because these are supposed to be the religious people. And when you're a kid and you see these religious people engaging in all this stuff, it's a small wonder that you got so much dysfunction going on in the church today because like so many other things, it's been hidden. Okay, so now, uh, let me finish this, man. I'm still on the first page. They say, this also includes raising the dead, demonic invocation, psychic spells to cause harm upon their enemies, creation of the homunculus or golem, the development of thaumaturgy, uh, which is the manipulation of matter, uh, and various exiges on raising the kundalini. Okay, so the kundalini is real. Your capacity to raise it is real, but you had better be careful what you wish for, all right? Because like playing with a Ouija board uh, is not something that you play with. And you can go to a place and never come back from there. All right? They go on to say, one could say that all this is irrelevant since we have all moved on and the above examples are not at all part of Kabbalistic law. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Directly and indirectly, Kabbalistic practice is both the inspiration and template behind more unsavory expressions. And when they were talking about uh the examples above. Uh, well, I won't. I won't just pull up the article, family, and and read them yourself. I, it wasn't that important to me. It's just giving examples of some of the things that these people dealt with. So I give you one. Uh, for instance, they talk about uh, the call of the demons to assist in sorcery is not idolatry, because the demons are not worshipped as divinities. Okay, 
So it's all right to call up some demons to help you do what you got to do. Meaning, there's no such thing as right and wrong in the theology of these people. There's no such thing as right and wrong. And that's why they're able, under the guise of there's a difference between right and wrong, when you're on the inside and there's, uh, it's like a Mormon, right? You can have 37 wives and 60, 60 or 74 children. No problem. In their religion, they got a whole state. Nobody locked them up. Okay? Well, most of them anyway recognize uh, that whole many wives thing. As opposed to Old Testament, uh, they really have no respect for their women. Period. It's the men, all right? It's the men. The women are still in slavery. Let me go ahead on. They go on to say, not that the Kabbalah is all bad. It isn't. There's some fascinating and profound elements within this vast collection. However, it does depend who's using it and how. The Talmud and its Kabbalistic magic formed the backbone of Judaism and applied by some Hasidic, Shabbat, and Zionist ambitions. Okay? Check it out, family. They say, there is a consensus that the Kabbalah was largely put together in its current form by Isaac Luria, the rabbi, and Jewish mystic from the mid-16th century. Hence the reference to the Lurianic Kabbalah. His source was the 13th century Zohar, published by the Spanish Jew Moses de Leon, an esoteric form of the Torah's Midrash. He, in turn, ascribed the work to Shimon bar Yakai, a rabbi of the second century. Okay, now notice now all this stuff is coming down. This uh, uh, magic uh, with sex, definitely a, a big part of it, all right? Uh, it's all being handed down from the rabbis, okay? Why? Because they can just add stuff and and remove stuff, and this is what they do. They make their own laws, Okay? They ain't got to believe in yours. Let me go on. They say the Jewish mystery schools that grew around modern Kabbalah were effectively forms of religious COINTELPRO. Oh, that's a hell of a way to put it. Let me read that again. The Jewish mystery schools that grew up around modern Kabbalah were effectively forms of religious counterintelligence programs. Now, I know Tutmos can probably uh, give us a blow-by-blow account of how that's the case. 
because these people are very secretive, okay, very secretive. And, again, the articles that we read a couple of weeks ago alludes to how secretive they are to the point that anybody that speaks out outside of the uh, rabbi's influence gets excommunicated from having anything to do with that community. Okay? If your little boy get raped by one of these orthodox idiots, you better not open your mouth. If your daughter or your wife get raped by one of these orthodox idiots, you better not open your mouth. All right? They say the left and right hand paths are all bound up plex magical formulas and systems of divination to attempt uh, to tempt and stimulate the initiate. The message is that, is that there is no evil. There is no evil. Uh, morality is relative. Now, consider that within the current context of the culture that we live in today. And tell me that's not the cultural framework that's attempting to be put in place. Tell me if that ain't the case. That's exactly the case. That's what we're dealing with here. Okay, so you looking to try to deal with this thing from a right and wrong perspective. That's why these people are able to lie to you and don't even think, okay? Just lie to you about anything because this is their system of control. There is no right and wrong, and morality is relative. So, yeah, they'll sleep with Chinese spies. I'm just going to assume that uh, Tyrone Biggums, uh, a.k.a. Hunter Biden, uh, is a Christian Zionist since that's what his daddy claimed to be because his morality is relative. His daddy's morality is relative. His brother's morality is relative. His sister's morality is relative. They're all cocaine, sex-addicted degenerates, the whole damn family, okay? And if you look at his wife, right, I'm talking Joe Biden's wife, tell me you can't picture her having sex with animals. Man, Robert, that's, that's kind of harsh, ain't it? Let me keep going. Okay? They say, communicating with God, angels, demons, and predicting the future also has a flip side. Darkness was acknowledged and then fully embraced rather than integrated. They say, Ideas were drawn from extremely ancient wisdom, updated and muddied with magic 
and mystical messianism. So it was understandable that Sephardic Jewish leaders in Moorish Spain saw the Zohar as phony and banned it. Okay? They go on to say the Kabbalah attracted its fair share of cultists, most prominent being Zabbatai Zevi, Sephardic rabbi, and avid Kabbalist magician. Zevi believed that he was the Jewish Messiah. Man, where have I heard that before? Oh, Menachem Smearson. Hmm. Magic? Rabbis? Let me tell you what's missing from the rabbis, family. The only thing that's missing from the rabbi is the T at the end of the of the word. Because if you take a look at their mode of dress and how they act, it wouldn't be out of the, the uh, course of, of our imagination to picture these guys giving a magic show where they take off that little square thing on their head and pull a rabbit out of it, would it? Rabbi, rabbit. And the one thing that the rabbits are known for, and that's rapid reproduction. Okay? So they say, a Sephardic rabbi, a Sephardic rabbi, an avid Kabbalist magician, Zebi believed that he was the Jewish Messiah. To the shock of his beloved supporters, he converted to Islam. <laughs> Ain't that something? Maybe he took a magic carpet rag, because you know the magic carpets were supposed to be the domain of the Arabs, because only the Arabs were uh, practitioners of magic. I mean, this is if you grew up in my era and you watched The Thief of Baghdad or any of the other little movies, you know, with Tyrone Powell and some of these other people, uh, it was the crazy Arabs that was practicing the magic with the lamps and the Latin and all of that, right? But in fact, that the Arabs were outdone and predated by thousands of years, by old, by at least a thousand years by Old Testament. Okay? They had a lock on it once they got it from us. All right? But since I've seen nothing in the uh, literature that I've read where these things were practiced. I'm talking about magic, all right, because this stuff comes from the so-called mystery schools in chemists. That's where the Hyksos got it from. And then, of course, they abused it. But uh, back in ancient Kemet, only the elect, you couldn't 
you almost have to be born into religiosity, if you want to call it that. I don't call it that. Notice, family, I refer to it as a science because there was no separation from the science, the magic part, and spiritual part. They were both parts of the same thing. When other people come along, they uh, uh, break it into pieces, right, and begin to separate this thing. But all these religions teach good and evil. Okay, that's the magical part and the spiritual part. And in some cases, they intersect. There's very little difference other than how you view it between magic and miracles. <laughs> people people say, oh, that was a miracle. No, it was magic. And I hate to disappoint the non-believers, but it's real because they're the consistent thread of the spiritual and magic that goes all the way back damn near to when mankind began to think outside the box. There's no separation. Somebody came along later, created this stuff. Okay? But they all teach in in terms of, I'm talking about the religions, they all teach in terms of good and evil. Okay? God and Satan. Now, they go on to say the Kabbalah had already evolved into an assemblage of doctrines and speculation thanks to the Talmud. The secrecy of its existence was in full force due to the nature of its heretical ideas. Again, heretical comes out of religious dogma. All right? They say Webster quotes Musol on the definition of Kabbalah, meaning to receive, transmit, and which, quote, represented the spiritual traditions transmitted from the earliest ages, although mingled in the course of time with impure or foreign elements, unquote. There were, in fact, two Kabbalahs. Now, I, I got to draw the distinction here. When they say two Kabbalahs, they spell it C-A-B-A-L-A-S. And if I can, family, next week, I'm going to give you a treat. If I can find this, I'm going to have to uh, contact uh, one of my old school homies uh, because I think I gave him back the tapes of Brother Minister Ezekiel, when he breaks down the cab, the yellow cab, okay, and religion, it's mind-blowing. I never heard anything like this. This brother broke it down, okay? So let me read that again. There were, in fact, two Kabbalahs, C-A-B-A-L-A-S, the other doctrine formed from an oral tradition. But see, family, the oral tradition then gets 
put into the written tradition when this is just somebody's opinion and they have decided that it was so juicy that they're going to put it in the written tradition. Don't matter if they have uh, nothing remotely connected to truth. Okay? They say, well, let me read that again because I'm running my mouth, but I need to break some of this down for you. They said there were, in fact, two Kabbalahs. The other doctrines formed from an oral tradition, a, quote, ancient sacred tradition handed down from the first patriarchs of the human race. And the evil Kabbalah, that's with the C, wherein the sacred tradition was mingled by the rabbis and barbaric superstitions combined with their own imaginings and henceforth marked with their seal, unquote. We say that the true esotericism might be an older Arabic Kabbalah with a C, that's in quotes, while the imposter retains the Talmudic Hebrew spelling of Kabbalah, that's with a K, K-A-B-B-A-L-A-H. Okay? Now, try that on for size. Changing stuff uh, better than Buddy Miles. Yeah, that's for us old-timers. Uh, <clears throat> they go on to say, its contemporary popularity and alignment with Zionism was thanks largely to two Zionists who saw a good propaganda ploy and the gullibility from a new generation of romantics and occultists hungry for meaning. Kabbalah with a K, meaning uh, the Zionist, had enough cryptic codified wisdom to keep everyone from academia to magazines and agony aunt bloggers busy. It would also provide the needed haze of mysticism to bolster the nationalistic drive of Zionists who lacked any association with spirituality. This mysticism and associated Freemasonry appealed to the Romantics in Europe and America so that many more would be available to be used and abused by Zionist mendacity. Well, Robert, where did Freemasonry come from in there? Because Freemasonry, which was long connected to Old Testament, which is why they hold it and held it in such high regard, Freemasonry. Uh, Old Testament, go into the Masonic Hall and tell me what they reading in there. Okay? So you can see that the magical part of this thing was hidden in the Masonic lodges, long associated with magic and that kind of thing. They go on to say, Hers Ember, 
injected the needed imagination and natural national fervor into Zionist Israel by writing its national anthem, Hatikva. By 1892, he had settled in New York and was busy publishing a newsletter propagating his interest in Kabbalah with the K and the mystical arm of the fight for a state of Israel. Okay? So now you see the magic and the mysticism making sure that it's at the ground floor, not right and wrong, okay? It's at the ground floor, the very foundation, taking of land in Palestine into what we know today as Israel. Well, depending on what side of this thing you're on, okay? So they're at the ground floor of the creation of Israel, and it's like the foundation of it, okay? This magical, mystical thing that we uh, know as Kabbalah. They say ember was a key element in the introduction of occult concepts to the U.S. The German-born historian Gershom Scholem was perhaps the most influential in making sure Kabbalah gained scholarly respect and increasing the romantic struggle for the Zionist rationale. Edward Rothstein writes in the New York Times an article in 1999 titled, quote, Slolem, who moved to Palestine from Germany in the 1920s when Zionism was winning support among European Jewish intellectuals, interpreted Jewish mysticism to suit Zionist ideology. Because that's what we in here in this country. That's really the thing that's over all of what's going on here. Okay? And again, when you view it as no right and no wrong, it's powerful versus the powerless. All right? And anybody that get in our way, we just move them out. All right? They say he molded the history of Jewish mysticism into a story about national and Spiritual evolution. Now, that's in the 1920s. Zionism is coming out the closet at this point. Okay? And Hitler says, oh, no, you don't. Okay? They say, Rothstein mentions another Kabbalah worshiper, that's with the K. Most idols and his 1988 collection of papers, Kabbalah, New Perspectives, which argued that, quote, nearly everything about Slolom's interpretation of mysticism, from his emphasis on the exile of the Jews to his focus on textual interpretation rather than ecstatic experience, was a reflection of his intellectual origins in German romanticism, unquote. In other words, it was his point of view 
based on his indoctrination that had nothing to do with facts, okay? They say it led to many English and American gentlemen in high society prone to right-wing religio-occult romance to rally to the cause of Christian Zionism and the signing of the Balfour Declaration of 1917, the gateway to British Middle East monopoly. Kabbalistic thought, again, with the K, despite its fascinating mysticism, was, in the final analysis, sourced from the pathology of Babylonian Talmudism and adapted to the politicized racism of the Zionists, designed to buffer and distract from true spirituality, designed to buffer and distract from true spirituality, designed to buffer and distract from true spirituality, that's the what Jew- it's been doing. Yes. The Jewish Kabbalah and all its distortions serve to mask the nature of an authentic Arabic-influenced version of the phonetically more accurate of the phonetically more accurate Kabbalah with the C, unquote. Jewish people everywhere are just as much victims of Zionist design as the Gentiles that, according to the Zohar, the five-volume tome of Kabbalistic thought, should be, quote, wiped off the face of the earth, unquote. The commercial Kabbalah with the K is now the New Age Associate of Zionism. And of course, family, recall earlier when we went into the whole New Age thing, right? And when I first started doing serious research and I got into the World Future Society and then the United Nations, and saw how there were so many connections of the people from the World Future Society in the United Nations, it was like some of the top people from the World Future Society were the top people in the United Nations. Eating this up. Because I'm new to all this. All right? But I'm seeing what they're talking about. And I'm watching the movement. This is like when I first came into, okay, late 70s, early 80s. How much influence the Jewish people really had? I'm looking at it, staring it in the face, okay? And then I'm doing this research. And it's just, so they say, the commercial Kabbalah with the K is now the New Age Associate of Zionism. 
the results of which are as fraudulent as the political machinations of the latter. So he's saying not only is the Kabbalah with the K a fraud, but so is Zionism. Okay? But these are the people. This is the thing of which human behavior, future, is supposed to be predicated on. Ain't no right and no wrong. Oh, you can have sex with anybody you want, any age you want. Okay? They say, at this stage of the game, with the background of blood and carnage that is Zionism, one has to wonder why so many Hollywood celebrities seem to be embracing the new fad of the Kabbalah with the K. From the late Michael Jackson, y'all saw how his life ended, right? To Britney Spears, you see how her life is ending, right? Well, it ain't ended, but it may as well be. To Elizabeth Taylor, right? Uh, and wasn't she Mike, one of Michael Jackson's supposedly closest friends? Yeah, and she also was one of them child stars that, um, you know, was involved in all of this, too, that they took Thank advantage you. of. That is an excellent point. And if you look at it, Bear, everybody that they name in here were little children when they got into this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michael Jackson, Britney Spears, Elizabeth Taylor, and then they they closed with to Demi Moore. They say the queen of the music instrument manipulation is Madonna, mm-hmm. who has taken Bala for dummies, that's what the case, ethos, and the exorbitant charges of tuition that go with it. Quote, you absolutely are the master of your destiny, unquote, she remarked on MTV. Quote, you have to take responsibility for your life, unquote. Such new age candy floss fits easily with the image of feminist emancipation whilst being a willing grand priestess for music business occultism throughout her career. And let me tell you something. I I, I was never a Madonna fan. Uh, I thought that she was strange. And when she hooked up with Dennis Rodman, I knew she was strange. Okay? <laughs> but if you go back to her early video, you'll see... Uh, depictions of orgies and all this kind of stuff where she's half naked. She's still half naked to this day, but don't nobody want to look at her. Okay? But yeah, she's the queen of it. All right? Introduced to the culture uh, just as they was pulling Oprah Winfrey's ass out the closet. Same time period. Early 80s, 1980, 1981. She's the queen 
And many of us couldn't understand it because it looked to us like all she needed was a whip. All right? The way she was uh, bossing men around, right? You would have swore that she was into uh, sadomasochism. Because I vividly remember her wearing black uh, lace stuff all the time. Well, she right? say she was the queen. Yeah. Uh, her and who was the other one? Uh, Cindy Lauper. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's another one. It's another one that was like her too. I can't think of her name. I know she's recently. Say that again. She's she came after her. She more recent. You you mean for the for the two thousands? Yeah, well she was she put me in the mind of Madonna. She was weird and all into the same thing. Yeah. Well, it's been a bunch of them after Madonna, Bear. And they all half naked. It's all sex all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's dealing with sex. <laughs> now, we had mentioned Britney Spears. No, it's no, not Britney it her. It's another no, one. It's somebody else. Yes. But you can see it being manifested. All over the place, okay. You, you you saw it with in hip hop with Little Kim because as soon as they got through with the death thing, and the killing thing after the drug thing, they came with the sex thing and it's been there ever since. Okay, but no, there was somebody else and I know who they was talking about. I just can't. She didn't she do one of the Super Bowl things. I believe so, yeah. Because she was big. They made her big. That's right. Oh, what's her name? Oh, that's all right. It, it'll come to us there, mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. Again, you can see the progression of it. All right? And then add to that the technology, because that's also extremely important with this this whole move that we're dealing with here. Okay. Uh, they say it's inevitable that the occult theology of a strand of Jewish Kabbalism would find its way into popular culture and its mass programming appeal after skirting around the shadows for so long. <laughs> no, no, not Janet Jackson. Uh, that comes this is around the time of Madonna, but you can see the influence of Madonna because even Janet Jackson, who was purported to be a virgin, you know, since she was on uh, Good Times and all this kind of stuff as a little child, right? Again, she's mm-hmm. a little bit early on into this whole world, right? Janet Jackson. But you can see she's coming. She's out there wearing lace and stuff, too. Right, so that's what time it is. It's getting naked, but 
the the uh, one of the and I'm glad you mentioned this family Janet Jackson because now you can see it begin to be exported into the black psyche because the black women's movement really begins to take off at this same time where black women no longer want to be connected to their husbands. They want their own name, their husband's name, and have their own life separate and apart from their husbands, even though they married and, you know, where you, you know, uh, I can't deal with you because you don't make as much money as I do and all of this insanity because that's what it was. I'm sitting there right in the middle of it. My growth spurt begins at this same time. Okay, late 70s, early 80s. So I'm growing right along with them because I'm watching what's happening. Okay? And now, I don't want nobody's job. Okay? I don't want anybody's monetary system or anything. Now my consciousness is going through the roof because I'm stuffing stuff in my head that's just changing my whole way of life. And more importantly, I'm seeing the value of telling the truth. I'm seeing how profitable in terms of spirituality that telling the truth really is. But I'm also seeing the pushback from it, okay, from my own people, because we weren't there at all, and we didn't want to see the truth, okay? We just wanted. No, 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 don't, don't even. No, this is the white woman that Bev and I are talking about. Uh, nobody black, but the point is. Uh, the sexual stuff is now coming through the culture. Okay, this is the birth of hip hop, if you will. Late 1970s, early 80s. You got Prince and Michael Jackson and Boy George and all of the homosexual stuff that ain't uppermost in everybody's mind, but it's being infiltrated into the culture. Black music is getting pushed to the curb for the most part uh, by the homosexual uh, movement. And then the homosexual blacks, uh, Michael Henderson, who's the other dude? Uh, Oh, it's a a bunch of them, just homosexuals all over the damn place, okay? Uh, Prince was a part of it. All right. Not that he was homosexual. He gave the impression that he was, and many around him were. Okay. Uh, I always, for whatever reason, I always come to this group that I couldn't stand called Ready for the World. All right. But those were the homosexuals, it was the women. That you were really looking. Yes, yes, all of them. Luther Vandross, Kevin Campbell, and I forget that other one. It, it went off my skin. All of them come around at the same time because that's what they were pushing. And 
in order for you to get people to accept this, it had to come through the culture. You literally saw this stuff being pushed everywhere. I mean everywhere. And this was really the rise of the female groups. Because prior to this, uh, you had to have talent, family. You had to have talent. At this time, with the music machines and the oh, video. La- I, 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 it was Lady Gaga. That's who I was talking about, Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. Thank you, Bear. Yes. She, she became... She was the one, wasn't she the one that did the Super Bowl halftime thing with all of the demonic stuff around there and people went absolutely crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she, I think she mimicked having sex with one of her uh, dancers. Or, I mean, I see, I didn't watch the stuff. Yeah, I didn't watch, either, but I... Yeah, I watched no little extra yeah. stuff. Because by that time, man, I don't want to see... Ain't nothing super about that bowl. Nothing. Nothing. It is a made-up construct complete with Super Bowl dinners and all this crap to get you to buy into well, it. Like, it's, a, it's a ritual. It's, it's a ritual. Yeah. Well, that's it's what a, it has become, okay? Because uh, early on, you didn't see none of that stuff during the Super Bowl. Okay, not even remotely. And I'm not saying it was right or wrong. They can do what they want to do with it. Okay, it's, it's their thing. I'm just telling you uh, what you were buying into when you bought it. And it don't have to come out. It's going to come out just like everything else we talk about here. It's going to come out. But see, that what they, they're using the energy of the people you got all them thousands of people there. That's what make their ritual so so potent. That's right. And there, you must have read this article already because they go into that. They go on here no, to say. Just, go ahead. I've just been hanging around. I've been hanging around them witches and stuff. So I know how they do things. Yep. Are you right on it? Condemning all women in general as witches, rabbinical writings offer very few examples of doling out punishment to Jewish women. There are, however, plenty of instances where Gentile women are given a taste of Talmudic retribution. Even the saintly rabbi Moses Mamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamam
then get your ass back in that cage. If you get tired of being in the cage, we got some openings in the porn industry for you if you want to get into that. And the Jewish community that we have here, that's what you see in the summertime, the uh, women's with their babies and, and the push cart and they three, four babies. Yes. That's it. That's all they for. Okay? Again, this ain't my opinion. All right? It's how they view the world. They go on here to say, in the following passage, we see another extraordinary repetition, techno sorcery. Yet, religion dressed up as moral code is closely aligned to the occult equally dressed up as liberation for those, quote, in the know, unquote. The same alchemical topological metaphor is played out in the Talmud as part of a template of future manipulation. Talmudic law will force into being the subjective, quote, perfection, unquote, in the manner of a snake eating its own tail. Now, there, the snake eating its tail, they have a name for that, don't they? What do they call that? When you see that symbol that? of the snake, that symbol of the snake eating its oh, tail. Oh, the hospital. The hospital? Oh, is that? Oh, no. I don't know. No. Okay, I'm thinking about the, the. Go ahead. You overthinking. You're doing just like I do sometimes. I'm going to tell you what it means. This is from. Well, let me mark this is a spot off here so I don't lose my spot. Oh. The snake eating its own tail. Where are you? Uh, okay. Here's what that represents, Bear. This is from Seven Profound Meanings of the Infinity Symbol. Remember, we're dealing with family. The 2024, the metaphysical finality of the black feminine infinity. Okay? So, everything that we're dealing with here now is dealing with this. Okay? Here's what they say. The infinity symbol, also called the eternity symbol or the forever symbol, is a well-known icon. But where did it come from? And why was this particular symbol chosen to represent infinity? Here's a closer look at the history and meaning of the infinity symbol and how it's changed over the years. Oh, by the way, my apologies, family. Title of the article, Seven Profound Meanings of the Infinity Symbol. And it's from Symbol Sage, S-A-G-E, SymbolSage.com. They say, the sideways ape that we now associate with infinity 
comes from the world of mathematics in 1655. John Wallace was looking for a symbol to represent the concept of infinity. He may have been inspired by the Roman numeral 1.000, which is C forward, I in the middle, C backward. Okay? While not exactly alike, it has some similarity to the infinity symbol. The symbolism the symbolism of this Roman numeral would also have been perfect as it represents the idea of many. Wallace may have also based the infinity symbol on the lowercase version of the last letter of the Greek alphabet, Omega. Infinity, Omega. It looks something like this. Then they got like a, a W. But it's a W without the two downward uh, points being pointed. They're rounded off. Okay? But although we attribute the invention of this symbol to Wallace, the concept of infinity had existed long before him. Oh, I can tell you that. It's like so much else part of stolen legacy. They say, this was what gave infinity its eventual graphic form. In the Jain mathematical text, Surya Surya Prognathi, dating back to either the 3rd or 4th century BCE, numbers were classified as either countable, uncountable, or infinite. Anaximander, a Greek philosopher, utilized the term apeiron, apeiron, to denote infinity. Additionally, Zeno, or Elia, who was born around 490 BCE, gained recognition for his paradoxes related to the concept of infinity. Now, under symbolism of infinity, here's what it says. While the infinity symbol has changed in meaning, found interpretations outside of mathematics. The idea of infinity is still the basic concept behind the image, but it has other meanings as well. Number one, a representation of the Ouroboros. Now you know what the snake eating its tail is there? Bear, you still with me? No, yeah, I'm still here. Uh, I'm posting. I'm, I'm posting it. I, I haven't been keeping up with it. As soon as I post it, I'll get back to it. Excellent. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the article that I was uh, reading from dealing with the Talmud and, and that kind of thing. They say, Talmudic law will force into being the subjective perfection in the manner of a snake eating its own tail. The symbol of the snake 
eating its tail represents the Ouroboros. They say, number one, uh, I'm going back to the second article, profound meanings of the infinity symbol. They say, the circular shape, two components that make up the infinity symbol, is seen by some mystics to resemble the Ouroboros the snake that is represented as eating its own tail and therefore creating a circle. It's sometimes drawn similar to the sideways eight of the infinity symbol as a reflection of the mystic's belief in the eternal and infinite. Okay? Now, the reason that this is important is because that's what these lesbian women have decided that they're going to trade off. They have seven other uh, representations of the infinity symbol here. I'm only going to deal with two other ones. The next one is regeneration. That's number three on the list. They say on a spiritual and metaphysical level, the infinity symbol can carry the meaning of regeneration and eternal life after death. Let me read the title of this form again, family, so that you understand. 2024, which is the number eight when you add it up. The metaphysical finality of the black feminine infinity. Now, I'm going to go back to them degenerates that had all them pretty black women sitting up there telling them that they wanted to eat them whole if, if at all possible. But they settled for the eggs and some other stuff having to do with birth, didn't they, Bear? Yeah. And they told them point blank, we've been looking for some of this stuff. But we can't find it nowhere but in y'all. Y'all got something in y'all that we can't find in nobody else. So, yeah, I want to eat your ass whole if I have to. If I get you on this island, hmm, hmm. Let me go back to that Talmudic article. Talmudic law would force into being the subjective perfection, subjective perfection, in the manner of a snake eating its own tail. It is perceived as the perfect authority of Yahweh channeled through the, quote, chosen ones, unquote, and no reflection of objective reality is permitted. No reflection of objective reality is permitted lest the mirror of such a vicious circle is broken. Now, let me go back to number three in the current article uh, dealing with the infinity symbol. Okay, hold on, uh, Dr. X. I just want to tell the people we got three minutes left on the Internet. Uh We're going to be on the phone so if you want to continue to uh hear this you can call in to 323 642 
And if you want to uh, have a question or comment, you push number one, and I'll see your hands raised. And please do not forget to send a donation to Dr. Robert X. So fund me. You can find that on the page of Truth to Power page. Okay, uh, Dr. X. Let me send a shout-out to Dee Dee up there in Brooklyn. Got your mail, my brother. Appreciate you. Okay? Just want to let you know. So let me finish this up, and then we'll stop here and come back tomorrow. They say, on on a spiritual and metaphysical level, the infinity symbol can carry the meaning of regeneration and eternal life after death. It can refer to the boundless and unlimited capacity of God and the divine and to the eternal love we experience from the deity. And number seven, that's number three. Notice, family, eternal life after death. That's what these lesbians, okay, that's what they're trading in to these fake people. Okay? Number seven is nature of energy, Bev, and this is what you just alluded to. You may spot the infinity symbol on some tarot cards where it used to indicate the limitless nature of energy and the never-ending interchange between matter and energy. The never-ending interchange between matter and energy. Because energy is something that uh, really can't be seen. Okay? Unless you practice in alchemy. They say it can also be interpreted as the infinite essence essence of our thoughts or spirits. It can also be interpreted as the infinite essence, the infinite essence of our thoughts or spirits. These women are trading in their spirits for sexual recognition. So, Bear, when you pointed out a minute ago about these, they feeding on that energy of these women, mm-hmm. this article, but you were right on it, and it's no small coincidence. They mentioned the tarot card in number seven, the nature of energy. Okay? Because that symbol is on several of the tarot cards. And we'll get to that hopefully tomorrow. Okay, family? So with that, I'll shut up my mouth, and we can stop right here, and we're going to pick right up where we left off tonight. Because this is no joke, family. When we bring you at the beginning of the year, when we bring you the topic of the year, because that's what this is, okay, we ain't doing no year review and that kind of stuff. We used to do that. And now people have stole that and everybody and their mama do a year in review. No. We're going to look at this thing metaphysically at the beginning of every year based on the numbers. And we're just going to give you our honest opinion of what we see coming from a, a metaphysical or spiritual perspective for the year 2024. Okay? Which, again, represents the number eight, which, as they have alluded to on more than one, in more than one instance, 
the infinity sum was nothing more than a laid down eight. So what does the eight represent? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.